Welcome back to the Talk Business With Me podcast. It's been an amazing experience, and we're so excited for what this next season will bring for all of us. My name is Marinda Carlisle, and I am one of the co-hosts of the Talk Business With Me podcast, and I will now pass it over to Stephanie to introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Stephanie, and I'm also a co-host, and we're so excited for this fourth season of all the exciting things that we will bring to you. Yeah, so today's episode is kind of all about talking about what fall term has to offer. Um, As you guys all know, we're kind of jumping back into in-person, really kicking off a fall term with a bang. And we just want to make sure that this first episode, that you kind of get a gist of all the things and all the opportunities that uh, you potentially could take advantage of with here in the School of Business during fall term. Um, So over the course of this episode, we'll just kind of be talking about a lot. Um, So I hope you have your notepad like like right next to you, writing down all the things you possibly can get from this episode, because we will be telling you a lot of stuff. Ain't that right, Stephanie? Yes. Yeah, but like, before we get started, how was the first week of school for you, Miranda? Oh my gosh, let's not talk about the first week of school. (laughs) I honestly did not expect to I don't know, like I thought that I could handle it all, but I'm not sure I can now. Um, it was just a lot. I think I was like, I kept thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm so ready for in-person. It's going to be amazing. And I'm like, man, wow, that was a lot more than I expected it would be. And it's not even the classes. It's just like, you know, just everything. All of it is just a really big adjustment. And I just was not ready for it. Like I thought it was. What about you? Definitely. I feel the same. I feel like I kept wanting to be involved in everything at once that I didn't really realize how much social interaction I was going to be like that in-person social interaction and then as it was surprising seeing all the students on campus again like I didn't expect as many students on campus as there was this past week yeah definitely I mean the having to socialize with people in person is quite weird it's a weird transition from like you know talking to somebody and like seeing their face in a box compared to like them being physically in front of you and like you being able to see their body language and the way they're using their hands and the way they dress. It's, it's quite a thing. It's quite a thing. It's, and it's definitely something I feel like as a society, we kind of have to get used to again, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's literally been over a year that we haven't really had that social interaction, at least with like other like peers when it comes to school but it definitely was a change. And then just seeing everybody, how really, how like tall or short they are compared to like the screen, um, how you're like in group, doing like group activities now in class. And like, you can't just like mute yourself or turn off your screen because you're literally there in person and you have to like communicate. So it was definitely yeah. a weird transition. How do you feel about like not eating or drinking in class? Because that one has killed me. That one has killed me. I feel like one, I'm definitely not hydrated enough now because I can't drink something in class. And then two, I feel like I'm definitely not getting enough time to eat. And like, like the totally like the five minute breaks in between class to eat, like to scarf down the food that I have, it just ain't doing it. No, yeah, same. And then I was so used to um, drinking coffee in between my classes, like throughout the class, I would like, or I would get up and make myself like a cup of tea or something. And now I can't do that. Like, even if I buy something or bring my own water, I just can't drink it until it's break time. I mean, you can always get up before break time, but it's just weird going out in the hall to drink water. Yeah. It's so awkward. Just like open up the door and just standing there and like taking the mask down and drinking. It's just like, 
why can't I just take my mask down and drink while I'm here? Like, it's honestly the same thing. <laughs> and I just like, yeah, I was like, one time I got up and I like went and like, cause I had like clicky shoes on, like I was wearing heels and everybody literally saw me like get up, just go right outside the door just to take it like a drink of water for like five seconds and come right back in and disturb the entire class once again. And I was like, yep, I just did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quite awkward. Quite awkward. It was. But, you know, it's the necessary action, I guess, we have to take in order to combat uh, this pandemic. And I mean, I rather, I guess when you look at the full picture, I rather, you know, I rather be in class and be like actually listening to the professor right in front of me, being able to absorb everything that's happening than like, you know, eat in class. If I have to choose, I would definitely choose like having that in-person experience, I guess. So. No, yeah, for sure. I definitely do appreciate uh, a PSU for having that, like saying like, oh, you can't eat or drink in class. And then all the precautions that they're handling too of like student ID access for all the buildings see, so you can get those notifications and all that when there's like an ex- uh, somebody gets exposed. COVID. Yeah, exposed. Yeah. 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 I think I've maybe only got, I think I've only gotten like one of those and I'm pretty sure like we were isolated from like absolutely everybody else. So like it couldn't have been like anybody in the immediate group that I was in. So it was quite interesting. I haven't heard anything from the people who I was around, but I've only gone one, but I mean, I guess it's still only the first week of school. So yes, probably expect to get many more. Many more. I mean, and then that too, for me, at least I vote, I'm only going to be in the Carl Miller center. Like Exactly. That's the only building that I'm in. All my classes are in that building. Work is in that building. Student organizations are in that building. So I'm, I literally like live and breathe the KMC now. Exactly. We should really take up residency there. Like, like <laughs> just let us sleep there for free, please. <laughs> I think the only other time that I'm not in KMC is when I'm going to get a Starbucks at the Urban Plaza when we have meetings in the um, the ASRC and then when I have like sorority stuff in Smith like that's the only time that I'm not in KMC and that's like maybe like an hour or two within the week that I'm there compared to like the thousands of hours that I'm in KMC so yeah, yeah. I definitely feel that yeah yeah I am the KMC Monday through Friday like eight to five like your regular office yeah. hours so and the other time too like I'm in the Rex center like once a week for like two hours max yeah. Yep. You know, it's the life. And I think if I was to like choose any building to live on campus, it'd definitely be KMC. Like if we're, if we're really talking seriously, like I would want to live there if I could, like, that'd be great. Oh, for sure. And all the bright lighting that get, gets in there. Um, yeah. So yeah, I love the KMC. And for those of you who do not know what the Carl Miller Center is or like have barely had time to like explore the Carl Miller Center, it is home to the School of Business. Um, And Stephanie and I, like we have said, have like lived and breathed in that building for the last like, you know, like basically our entire time period of being School of Business students besides the pandemic. I mean, Stephanie and I both work in KMC. We both like have all our classes in KMC and like once you become like go into those upper division business courses and you start like really working on your like business focus, you just like have all of your classes in KMC and it just every single one of them are in there and it becomes very easy <laughs> to go to and from class. Like I'm pretty sure my back to back classes that I have on Tuesday are in the same room. So I literally just stay in the room for four hours. 
don't move. Just stay in the room for four hours. Just the professors change. <laughs> yeah. So as you get older and as you go up in your levels, it's just going to get, you're just going to see KMC more often and more often on your registration form. And you're just going to have got to get used to it. Um, but something super cool, which is a great transition to one of our first points um, of like our resources that we wanted to talk about, which is the community mixer happening on um, the 7th of October. So um, this upcoming Thursday. Um, so with that, since like all of us are so, so new in getting back to in-person, something that we wanted to really do is that we wanted to create a tour of KMC so that all the students coming back to campus would know what was on each floor. So when you come to the community mixer, be on the lookout for a QR code or some type of way for you to access that video so that you can you can actually go on a tour um, actually done by students in, in KMC and business students who have been a part of or have been at KMC previously and know what that floor entails of um, or what that floor entails of. Um, they, they're actually gonna be telling you about it. So it's super cool. And you can actually hear from Stephanie and I who will also be on that um, little tour too. And it will tell you a little bit more KMC, but Stephanie, do you want to tell them a little bit more about the community mixer and what they have to look forward to? Yeah, so like Miranda said, the community mixer is going to be on the 7th, and it's really just a great opportunity for students to get to know other students, network with some of our staff and faculty, and all our student organizations are going to be there as well. They're going to be out tables, handing out some of their swag, some flyers, some informational things about all their student organizations, and then you can um, join them, potentially join their student organization, and get to know uh, what you have what they have to offer for you. Uh, there's some that are for all students. Uh, for example, there's American Marketing Association. That one usually is based off, everybody thinks it's marketing related and only marketing students can join, but that's not the case. Any other major can join. So then you can also see all the other student organizations that are gonna be a part of it. And, you, and it's just a really cool opportunity to like meet other students and see what, there is to get involved in. And there's also gonna be food provided after 2 p.m. So you should definitely stop by if you're hearing this before then and get yourself some free food. Let's say, isn't it tacos? Yes. Are they giving out tacos? Like who doesn't like tacos? I mean, come on. I always like to say that like free food is like magic to a college student's ears. Like as soon as you hear free food, they're like, what? 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 Where's that? Like, it's like a little squirrel as soon as they hear like, like, like something about like acorns or something like that, They're like squirrel, what? Like, that's exactly how they feel. Like, that's how I feel when I hear free food. I mean, whoever says no to free food. So if that doesn't like tell you enough and doesn't like, it's not a, a, a big enough incentive for you to come to the community mixer, I don't know what is like, truly, I really don't. But um, I have loved my experiences with community mixers. Unfortunately, I've only had like one or two community mixers before the pandemic happened. Um, but I have loved the opportunity to, you know, network. Um, something I always say as like a joke is that um, besides your microwave, networking is going to be your best friend throughout college because you never know who you're going to meet next, who could potentially be your next boss, your next business partner, your next best friend. You truly never know unless you give it an option, an opportunity. And you never know what opportunities they are until you like put yourself in front of them. So the community mixer is such a great opportunity to get involved, get to know new people, come see people like myself and Stephanie who are involved on things on campus 
like AMA and, <laughs> and all that stuff. So you can get, and also you can learn more about the podcast and potentially see what you can do to even help or be a part of the podcast. If that's something you want to do. Um, we actually will be having like little business cards or little flyers talking about the podcast and kind of, um, we're actually like, like, you know, talking about potentially bringing on new people to be part of the podcast. So if that's something you're interested in doing, um, come to the community mixer and learn more about it. Yeah, for sure. And then we have been doing them virtually, but that, like I said, I feel like all of us are looking forward to in-person events too, after all the virtual and all the Zoom and everything that we had experienced. So definitely come to the Community Mixer if you have the opportunity. Again, it starts from 10 to 4.30 on October 7th. Uh, you don't have to necessarily be there the whole time. You can come and go um, get there if you want to get tacos around 2 p.m. But yeah, it's just a great opportunity for you to just, just network, meet other students, meet some professors and other faculty, and yeah, join some student organizations as well. Definitely. Such a, such a great opportunity. And like I said, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to put yourself out there and get involved. I mean, it'll be one of the best things that you do. Um, and it's probably one of the best things that I've done. I mean, I, I am so involved, like I can't even handle it at all. Like I, I really wonder how I do it. And Stephanie's the same way where I wonder how Stephanie does it too, because we're just so involved in things and it, it definitely like helps in enhance your like personal development too. And like your personal character and your personal life. Um, so it's not just about like that, like professional development that you're getting. It's also like, you know, leadership development, personal development, educational development, what truly you want to get out of it. And that also kind of leads to like our next topic, which is the Dean's Future Leaders. Um, that group is kind of like a, an exclusive group for people who want to be um, around like-minded individuals and who want to create change within the school of business in that community. Um, and that's just another opportunity you can take advantage of. Um, Stephanie, I'm totally blanking on when the application is due. I know the application deadline just changed. Do you remember what it is? October 8th. So that's coming by fast as mm -hmm. well. This upcoming Friday. But yeah, yeah uh, the future, the Dean's Future Leaders is also a great group. And it's going to be led by one of our alumni this year. Uh, and it's just a great opportunity to uh, drive towards your careers, include mentoring opportunities, get personal connections with professionals, building your personal branding skills. Just it's a, an amazing group. I've heard wonders of it. I haven't been involved with it, but I've heard wonders. And if I had the opportunity, most likely I might even apply this year to be a part of it. Still debating. I it, applied, but. Stephanie. I applied. I was kind of, um, I wouldn't say like pressured, but I'm going to put Terrence Scott on the spot. And I was, he kind of told me, he's like, you should definitely do, apply for Dean's Future Leaders. And I was like, you know what? Let me think about it. Cause I'm not sure I can handle it. And he's like, it's like a meet, it's like once a month a meeting. And I was like, okay, I can maybe put aside like one meeting a month to go to this. So I did apply. I haven't heard back from it. I guess I should wait until the deadline, but you know, Stephanie, you should do it. It's funny because he told me to, to apply. So I was like, okay. So I'm still debating it though, too, because I, I haven't, I honestly have not looked at the application, but I know it's a couple short responses that you have to submit and whatnot, but I'll probably get it done before the deadline. But yeah, it didn't take me too long. I mean, 
I definitely wanted to include in-depth answers and like truly like answer the the question honestly and truthfully and how I was feeling. So I think it took me, it took me like a good like 30, 45 minutes to make sure that I had the things that I wanted to, but it was a pretty simple Google form, nothing like super, super long to fill out. It was just like me taking the time to really consider the questions that they were asking and me to give like a really good answer. So nothing terrible, but I mean, it's definitely a really, like I said, in a very exclusive group where only a few people or like a few, like, it's not like a ginormous group where a lot of people are in it. It's only like a small group that maybe has between like, you know, 10 to 20 students in it. And you all um, come from different backgrounds, different perspectives, and you guys can all talk about what that means and how that, how you develop that type of relationship with um, people and that personal branding and that professional development for you all as you continue to go throughout that process. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of groups like that on campus that you would have to apply for. Another one is like the School of Business Honors Program. A lot of people don't know about that, um, but that is a like honors program exclusively for us, like honor students who are within the School of Business, um, myself being one of them. And you have exclusive classes that you take throughout like your, you would quote unquote, like your junior year when you start taking your um, business, your upper division business courses, starting with BA 301. Um, and you exclusively have like a very small class that you take like BA 301, BA 311 and BA 385 with, and then you take your capstone with all of them too. So they're exclusive classes where you only have those individuals on those classes, um, exclusive kind of like networking opportunities with other school of business um, honors alumni and with alumni period. And then we also frequently talk to the deans about things that we wanna see change and all that good stuff. So the School of Business Honors is another really exclusive uh, group on campus that you can get a part of. Um, and if you're interested about learning more about it, you can message me personally, um, which you can find my LinkedIn in the bio of this podcast episode. Or you can always message TN James, who is the um, director of the School of Business Honors Program. So that's always a really great opportunity too. Yeah, yeah. I was one of the students actually who didn't know about the honors program until later on in my college career. But um, yeah, it's definitely a great opportunity. We've actually had an episode with TN uh, talking about all about the honors program. If you want to check that out, um, it was earlier in one of the seasons. Not re I don't remember quite which I think one. it was first season. I think it was first season. I think it because we've done a season similar to the one that we're going to be putting out this for the fourth season where we're just kind of talking about a lot of resources and getting you guys like putting the people who you should you guys should be talking to like in our episodes and Tiana is definitely somebody who you should know and you should know who she is um just because the school of business honors program is such like an exclusive and prestigious program within the school of business um and some and a lot of students don't know about the school of business honors program until it's too late because you unfortunately can't do the school of business honors program if you've already taken BA 301 unfortunately, because you just kind of have to stay on that track with those School of Business Honor students. And um, it's unfair to you as a student when you miss out on that entire term of learning with those students and learning on that level of that business course, and then be thrown into the next one. And it's kind of like a you have to do a lot of catch up, but it's just not fair to that student. Um, so we actually are starting to, in the school business honors, to incorporate getting students in earlier. So if you're a freshman or you're a sophomore, 
don't be afraid to reach out and say, hey, I'm interested in the School of Business Honors Program. How can I get a, get um, involved now? And you can start like, you know, sitting in on a class, um, sitting in on a first Friday forum, which is our personal development timeframes that we have once a month. You can sit on, on those, start connecting with um, the people in the junior and senior cohort. Those are great, great opportunities to get it connected, um, network, and also see if truly School of Business Honors is something you want to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But on another note, another really inclusive group that ha is part of the school business is the utmost program. The utmost program is for all students. Uh, however, there is an application as well, too. But it's a really great opportunity to earn scholarships, to network, to help run events, do volunteer work. Um, it has been um, ran by Evan Green, uh, who is uh, part of the his office is part of the Career and Student Services Center in the KMC 220. But yeah, if you want to reach out to Evan, Evan can provide you with more information. But yeah, I'm an AMO student. I've been in it since my sophomore year. And I really love all the opportunities that they provide for you. It's really inclusive too. It's like family. I was also part of their uh, national competition case, which they were able to take me out to Indiana and compete with other students all around the United States and it was just a really great opportunity and then they also do the women in business and men in business event they do a couple events throughout the year they're all super great and it's just an amazing opportunity being a part of it. And we also have another episode where we talk a little bit more in depth about Atmos. It should be in our perspectives um, season, which I, I believe is our second season that we did. And um, we spoke with a couple Atmos students. We had another like coordinator slash director from the Atmos program talk about it. Um, and I have seen amazing things through that program. You can even follow them on Instagram, which we can also put in the description um, where you guys can um, literally talk to them about what that looks like for you or ask questions. And uh, Stephanie, are they going to be at the Community Mixer on Thursday? Yes, they should be. Yeah. Um, we recently, they recently got a new advisor. Her name's Natalie Galvan. She started in September. So if you ever want to go say hi to her, you, you can. Her office is also in KMC 220. Man, you guys are missing out. You definitely need to go talk to her. Super easy on the second floor, on the second floor of KMC. Um, but no, it's also on the second floor of KMC, <laughs> the Student Services and Advising Office. That is another really great resource that you guys should take advantage of. Um, you honestly, as students, should be best friends with your advisors by the end of your college career um, because they are literally, their jobs are literally to help you graduate. And the school system, or I shouldn't say the school system, but the way like your degree is like laid out, it's complicated. And there's specific things and specific classes that you have to take. And sometimes we need somebody to help us with things like that. And going to your personal, like the person who is literally sectioned for you to be a, to go to advising is so, 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 so very important. I cannot emphasize enough. And I only do that because I'm a peer advisor within the school of business. And I have seen students come up to express advising and say, um, can you check to see if I'm graduating this spring when it's like five weeks before commencement? And I'm like, 
you don't know whether you're graduating yet. And I have to run a DARS report and tell them the unfortunate news that they can't graduate in spring because they do not meet all of their requirements. And that's a really sad thing to do. So checking in with your advisor, checking in with Express Advising, do whatever you possibly can to make sure that you are on the right path to graduate. Um, create a plan with your advisor, sit down with them for an hour and literally make a three-year plan for what you what you're supposed to take in those three years or those four years, whatever it is you want to do. Um, I know I did that with my advisor, Doug Siegler, and it changed everything for me. It changed the game. It made it so easy for me to just be like, look at my fall 2021. I'm taking these classes and I just sign up for those. Makes my life so easy. And if it's always great to just check in and be like, hey, I just wanted to check in that I'm on the right track. Is there any way that you can look at my DARS report and let me know if there's anything that I need to be working on or something that I'm missing? And just like getting that reassurance is also really important. So say hi to your advisor every once in a while and ask them if there's anything that you can do or anything that they feel like should be talked about because they'll give you an honest answer and help you whatever way they possibly can. Yes, I totally agree. I work with the advising center, so I've gotten really close with all the advisors. But even if I didn't work there, they're really great human beings. And they definitely do like speaking to students and getting that connection with them. I will say that they are pretty busy, though, when it comes to booking appointments. But that doesn't sure. mean to not try to book an appointment with them. Uh, they're a great support. They And they want you to graduate, too. If you want to graduate within, like, two years, they can help you make that happen. If you want to take five years to graduate, they can help you do that too. It, they'll work with you however you want to do your graduation plan. They're never going to force you to do anything that you don't want to. Definitely. And another thing, like I said earlier, like express advising is another really great thing to take advantage of. Um, express advising is like, it's just like regular advising, except you're meeting with somebody who is a peer advisor. So somebody like myself, who is a student here at PSU, but also is trained on like the basic stuff about advising. And we can answer those like 10, 15 minute questions um, that you have to answer within that time frame, And it makes it super easy. You just pop in. We have a specific hours that you can pop in, which you can find on the School of Business Advising website. And it's honestly sometimes a little easier for students to pop into Express Advising and say, hey, what classes should I register for this fall? And I'll be like, hey, yeah, let's pull up a DARS report and get a look at what you've already taken. And then I can give that student two, three, four classes, however many credits they want to take so that we can kind of decide what's best for them. Um, and then as a student, like, I also know, like, I've been in their shoes, like, I've taken some of the classes that they've taken, and I can recommend, like, oh, take it with this professor, or, hey, maybe that much would be too much of a workload, like, I mean, you know, for me, Econ 201 was just not my thing, so, like, when I tell students that they have to take 201, I'm like, hey, why don't you take, like, maybe another class that's maybe not as hard, because Econ 201 was really hard for me, I don't know about you, but I just didn't grasp it easy, but maybe like have like a smaller workload when you take to Econ 201. And that's just my personal experience. And I can give it to you like that. And so that's really nice too. Um, and then if we ever get stuck, like peer advisors ever get stuck, those advisors who are like professionally trained and have a degree in advising and education, they also are there to help us as peer advisors. So you will always get the right information. 
Yeah, for sure. And a DARS report, which is your uh, degree audit, is hard to read. And uh, I remember that first time I saw it, I was like, what does this all mean? Because all the requirements <laughs> are there from your bachelor's, from the, your, uh, if you're doing an arts or science, or if you're doing what major you're in, all the requirements there, your university studies, everything's thrown at you at once. You're just like, what are all these numbers? What are all these words mean? So they can definitely break that down for you and help you understand what classes you do need to take or not. For sure. And they're also there to help with like career development too. So like, if you want to ask career questions, they can be the people who like direct you to those student organizations like AMA, like FMA, which is kind of what we should probably start talking about next, which are those student organizations that you can get involved with. I'm not sure we can name every single one of them, but we can definitely name off quite a few. So like Stephanie had mentioned earlier, and the American Marketing Association AMA is like it says marketing in, in the title, but it's not just for marketing majors, which that goes to say about almost every single student-led organization within the School of Business. It's not just for the majors that that, that that club entails. So like to give you an example with like the Financial Management Association, yes, they like, they, it's, it's a club for financial, uh, for finance students, but they accept all students from every single major. Like if you want, if you're a marketing major and want to be their director of marketing and get experience that way, they're not going to say no to you because you probably know more about marketing than they do, honestly. And then even with some like AMA, like we, like if we had a director of finance who was actually a finance major, I mean, that would be awesome. I mean, I mean, that doesn't, it doesn't, it's something that you would want on your resume, right? Saying, I was director of finance for AMA Portland State and I did this, this, and this. That puts stuff directly on your resume that you can tell, talk to in an interview, talk to um, your potential employer about, and something that you can put to your name. And that's the special thing about being a part of student-led organizations is being a part of projects, case studies, part of a group and an affiliated um student body that you can be a part of and make an impact in. Um, Stephanie, I don't know if you have anything to add about that, but I mean, that's just been like the biggest thing that I've been able to take away from being a part of student-led organizations on campus. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. And it's been that one-on-one connection with students too. Uh, you build relationships, you make friendships in there too. So it's not all also just about building your resume, which is all great opportunities to build your resume too. But you just connect with students and then you connect with people who come in to talk in events. Um, For example, in, I'm going to mention again, AMA because um, both Miranda (laughs) and I- It's just what we're both part of. (laughs) We're both part of it and we're both part of their leadership board. And we've talked to um, Brendan- Brandon, Williams. Brandon, Brandon Williams. Williams. He was also part of an episode here. And we, I feel like if I were to ever want to reach out to him again, he'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll talk to you. And he was also part of our one of our events for AMA last year. So um, yeah, you just build those connections with those professionals that are already in the field that you want to potentially take. And they're just great opportunities. And like, like Miranda said, just because it doesn't mean that they're not part of your like designed major doesn't mean you can't be a part of it. Um, just to name a few other student organizations, there's the Multicultural Business Student Association, there's Blockchain at PSU, there's Entrepreneurship Club, there's the Human Resource Manage- Management Association, there's the Crave Network, there's FUR, 
there's A&O Connect. There's so many uh, on campus that you can be a part of and you can also get to know them at the Community Mixer. Most of them are going to be there as well. Yeah, it's, I guess our big emphasis is just like be a part of the Community Mixer and just go to it. Like, like you should put it on your calendar like now. Like you should put it on your calendar now. Like just block off on your calendar, you know, 10 to 4.30, I am going to know that the community mixer is happening in KMC in the atrium and on the second floor, okay? I actually have it blocked on my calendar. And if that says anything, you should also have it blocked on your calendar. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. It's just such a great resource. And I've even been telling like a lot of my friends I've been making my classes, like um, I have this group in my digital marketing class um, and I kept telling both of them in my group, I was like, Hey, yeah, you know, the community mixer is happening on this Thursday. Like they're giving out free food. Like we should totally be there. And like, you should start getting involved. And he's even, uh, one of the guys I've been, who's in my group, he's even thinking about joining AMA and I'm like, you know, you can talk to us at the community mixer, you know, <laughs> and I'm kind of putting that down and all the other student-led organizations also are promoting like, Hey, come see us at the community mixer and get some information. There's going to be a lot of like, you know, flyers, a lot of QR codes for you to sign up for like being a part of their um, chapter or being a part of their membership. Like a lot of that's going to happen. And a lot of those connections initially happen at the community mixer, which is that initial like recruitment and that initial like introduction event for the school of business. So, I mean, and I'm sh- pretty sure you'll probably see more community mixers happening in the future, probably maybe one in like winter term or something like that. But getting involved early in your time here at PSU is vital, vital. And it definitely helps contribute to your college experience. Um, something I always like to say to like prospective students that I talk to through one of my jobs is that like you don't want to be the kid eating pizza alone in the corner for your entire college experience. Like, I can honestly say that that was me, the first community mixer that I went to as a first year student. Like, I got free pizza and I sat in the corner by myself and didn't do anything. It took Nathaniel to come to me and say, hey, how about you come talk to these other students over here to like actually get me to talk to somebody. And it like from there on, I started making connections and it I, I had this thing that it someone told me that stuck with me that it's that they told me it only takes 20 seconds to introduce yourself only 20 seconds maybe sometimes not even that much so the intimidation behind like talking to somebody or getting involved is only in your head like people want to talk to you they want to get to know you they want you to be a part of their club or their organization and they want you to contribute in whatever way you have capacity to do so so like you know, if you're wanting to do AMA, like come see Stephanie and I, or come see Steven, who is honestly also the director of this podcast, who is also an AMA. So it tells you that like we are involved students and we want to continue to inspire other students to be involved because it truly has made all of our experiences of college like memorable. And you don't want to walk away and graduate from PSU and be like, man, Like those, I did not take advantage of my time here. Like, I want you to say, man, I had the time of my life in college. And that's what I want you to walk away and say. And I, and Stephanie, I bet you would say, you want to say the same exact thing, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Cause I was definitely also that student my freshman year who was just go to class, go to work, go home, go to class, go home or like vice versa type of thing. And then I was like, I need to get involved. I need to make it, make my college experience just a better 
a better opportunity, better thing, better experience for me. So I definitely started getting involved more. And honestly, it's been great. I know sometimes it sounds cliche saying like, oh, it changed my life. But like, it really does shape you in a different way. And it does bring a better experience for you. And being involved in so many things, because not, it's not just AMA that I'm involved in or the podcast. I'm involved in a couple other things. And it truly does. It, it did make an impact in my college experience. Yeah, and I can definitely say the same. Like Stephanie and I are literally involved in a multitude of things. And it's a wide variety of things too. And we're we're not just involved in the same things, we're involved in a lot of different things. And that's what makes this college experience so amazing is that there's so many things you can do. I always like to tell, like again, prospective students on my one of my jobs is and I always tell them, I said, there is something for everybody here at PSU. And if there's not like a club or an organization on campus that you you can't see yourself being in, it takes three people, three people to start a club or an organization on campus. Like three people, like grab you and two other buddies makes a club. And that's all you need to do to start a club on campus through South, which is the student activities leadership programs. So like, it only takes three of you. And so if you don't see like yourself in any one of those clubs, make one, decide and make something big, build a foundation for something and start this club on campus that could potentially be here for years. Like do that. Like that's kind of what AMA did. We reinstated after being, not being, a, having a chapter at Portland State for like a very long time frame, And it took three people to reinstate us. Okay. It only takes, like I said, only takes three to start a club on campus if you don't feel like you're finding your community because getting involved will find your community. You'll find quote unquote, your people and like your best friends that you'll have for a very long time. And like I said, I guess I just keep repeating myself and repeating myself is that you want to have the best college experience. And the only, the only way I think that my college experience is going to be memorable due to that fact that I've got involved. And that I met people like Stephanie and Stephen and Nathaniel and the girls in my sorority. And like, I would have never done that if I hadn't gotten involved with things. Like, I mean, I probably would have met Stephanie through like work and whatnot. And I probably would have met Stephen through a class, but would we have be as great as friends as we are now? Probably not. Or who knows? But maybe knowing now, like I probably wouldn't have been able to make that great of connection if I just would have like came to school, left, done my homework, come back to school, repeated the next day, instead of like, you know, really taking the time to build connections with students, faculty, staff, advisors, et cetera. Yeah, and I also wanna emphasize just, it doesn't mean that you just have to um, get into student organizations led by the School of Business. There's so many out there in, uh, to be a part of just at Portland State. Um, you can also get a job on campus and get to know the, those fields as well. Um, both Miranda and I are part of the student ambassador program. Um, what, another thing that we're both involved in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things that there's also Greek life. A lot of students don't know there's Greek life at PSU. So yeah, there's many, there's over 80 student organizations and clubs that you can be a part of. Yeah, there's tons. And like I said, it like there's just so many things you could be a part of and there's something for everybody here at PSU there's a community out there for you even if it's not like a student-led organization or club there's resource centers for students to be a part of um I've considerably considerably thought about you know 
making an impact in the women's resource center and seeing what I can do to be, to be involved there. And so there's a place for you there. If any of the resource centers, um, there are like study groups with that you can get involved with on campus, or um, there are uh, religious groups that you can get involved with on campus. There truly is something for everybody. Um, and you have so many options in front of you to decide from. Um, and I guess I feel like I shouldn't pressure anybody to say, yeah, you need to get involved now. But like considerably, like really think about who you want to be five years from now and what you can do now to make that happen. For sure. Your starting point. Yeah. And that also sounded very intimidating and I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) You got your message across, so that's okay. I got my message across. I mean, I feel like that should be on a, that should be on like a, like an inspirational board or something like that. Like look at yourself and think about what you want to be in five years and develop that from there. And I'm just a man. I'm in such an inspirational mode right now, Stephanie, such an inspirational mode. And we love that. But speaking of where you want to see yourself in five years, we are now going to have a career center coming in the winter of 2022 on the fourth floor led by becky sanchez oh my gosh we love b-san if you haven't had an opportunity to connect or chat with becky i encourage you to do so uh becky's great she she recently did her phd uh i'm not remembering what exactly she did but i was part of her one of her interviews and she just was like what do you want to change in PSU? Like, what what are your thoughts about PSU? What is this? What is that? And she definitely does want to change the way we look at Portland State and and within the school of business too. So if you haven't connected with her, I strongly encourage you to connect with Becky. And then also Becky is just like a, like a down to earth, genuine person. And if you had a question for her about something, she would genuinely take the time to answer it for you. Like she is just an amazing woman who has done such amazing things within the school of business. Even in my short time that I have known her, she has made such a big, big impact on this community that we're in. Um, so even if you just have a chance to say, hi, Becky, my name is Miranda. I just wanted to introduce myself because I know how uh, I've heard such amazing things from you. And I just wanted to like introduce myself. Like if you see her in the hallways, say something like that to her. I'm sure it'll absolutely make her day. Definitely. I agree. I really agree. Um, yeah, and you just ever just want to chat with Becky or anything. She's always there, of course, when she has no meetings because Becky's also a really busy person. But yeah, you can always make an appointment with her or just simply email her and she'll be more than happy to chat with you. Definitely, definitely. But with that being said, um, we wanted to wrap up this episode and hopefully you get something out of it. Join a student organization, come to the Community Mixer. If you have any questions about anything, you can really always reach out to Miranda or I or to your advisor and reach out to your advisor, connect with students. Um, Like Miranda said, it really only takes 20 seconds to get to know somebody and introduce yourself. So really take advantage of that. And yeah. Welcome back to fall term. We're going to make this a great term for all of us. If you're in person, stay safe. Enjoy the back in-person events and classes.
But yeah, um, but stay tuned for our next episode coming out in 